welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, spiritual healing from trauma and abuse for empaths, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, spiritual mentor and author, and I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse and childhood trauma. Through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. So here we dive back into the end of the conversation with Britt Johnson. It was so amazing. Such a long conversation. So I split it into two. This is our bonus. So to get you up to speed on episode 14, Somatic Healing Techniques, we were talking about her exercise where she had them describe and write a list of all the things that they thought they were. And most everything was emotion-based and it was X'd out or, you know, a, a label someone else gave them. And so you can see how the mind has created, how the ego has kept us safe. Because the very basic ones, the logical ones that weren't X'd out were like mother, daughter, maybe artist, or like a profession, um, something like that. So here we go back to the conversation. The other thing I've experienced too with, so this is like really disintegrating our whole idea and coming to like a zero point. So every part of you, of what you thought you were, sort of has to die metaphorically. That's the scariest part. That's why some people don't go, don't continue on the path, right? Because it's scary. Yeah. But it's also realizing too, it's like our, our mirroring and the attraction that we have to those people that we, you know, the, the narcissist type of human beings is the mirror back of every single thing within ourself that we've avoided, denied, or we don't believe we embody and we think that they do. They're charming, they're beautiful, they're handsome, they're this, they're that, they're funny. And they're really good at mirroring back to you what you are. And some of them who are truly narcissists are conscious of that. So they're showing you you in the most crazy paradoxical way and you don't even know it. So essentially you fall in love with you in them. (laughs) <laughs> and now they're this like talisman and they're this that's anchor. Why, that's why it's so hard to detach because it's like, like we always say, it feels like you're ripping off a body part when you are detaching yep. from them because yeah, you've fallen in love with you inside them. Yep. I love yeah. that. Love that. Yeah. And they do it so cunningly and they do it so good, especially they know if you're weak, they know if you're vulnerable in the moments where you're mourning somebody, in the moments where you just have had it with your partner, let's say, and you feel no love and no connection, and then they swoop in and then they give you all of those things that you, they either sense or you say that you're missing, and they mirror that back and they really just make you feel like they're the one, they're, you know, it's like they're the magic that's going to fix me and it's never outside of yourself. Yeah, and that's the the very first red flag if it's like 0 to 100 love bombing at the very beginning. Yeah. That takes a while. Like I I really did that in every relationship. And not every relationship I've been in was narcissistic at all. I really did in that with that decade-long relationship with my son's father. But there was still 
my tendency to be with unavailable people. So that still trickled through as a part of protecting myself. So unconsciously, I had been carrying my shield and sword while I want like this soulmate for every union love. I'm a very monogamous person. I was preventing myself from it because I became the man that I wanted to be, that I wanted to match with. I became it. Mm-hmm. And so then I just didn't allow for myself to just surrender and what I call like the yin or my feminine side, right? Mm-hmm. To surrender to like, I will take you out to eat. I will buy you this. I will do nice things for you. I'm like, I got it. You don't need to do that for me. But secretly, I wanted that and I want that so bad. So, yeah, surrendering to not being with that. Like I, I want I want a man to be able to have his role. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And a divine masculine wants to do that and provide that for the woman and also still provide a safe space for the divine ma- feminine to shine and to just be and to be, you know, shine her little little unique self uh-huh. out no matter how silly it is. Like it's not embarrassing at all. And yeah, it's, we had, why am I mentioning all of our episodes today in our interview? I don't know why, but this reminds me of another couple that I had on, Rohini and Carl, and they do that. They share about like radically loving yourself up to, in order to attract the love that you so desire. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You just, you just touched on all the points and like yeah. all the things we talk about. It's taken me a lot longer than I thought it would, but I understand now why because of the type of relationships that I've had to experience to be the contrast and to be the life experience I needed. So I definitely wouldn't have thought it would take me to almost 37, but, and I'm so glad we don't know like how long things are going to take because if you would have been sitting with my 25, 26 year old self, I would have been like, just kill me now. Just kill me now. Like, I have to go through a decade of sifting and sorting. and But it just makes so much sense now. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't truly attract that love that you so desire until you are fully healed and transformed. And that takes a lot of layers and a lot of time, and it's a windy road, and you've got to go back in time and forward in time and all all of the crazy journeys that this healing journey brings us to. Yeah, and it was the foundational point with truly forgiving my father, but not just saying I forgive you. It was literally purging it from my body. My body before was like, nope, you don't mean it. Nope, you don't mean it. And then finally we hit that point. And my body was like, oh, she means it now. So Hmm. I had a really intense sciatic nerve flare-up on my right side, which I see as the masculine side. Then I had a really intense kidney infection following it that Mm. was more painful than labor contractions that I had at one time. And it's all about feeling like the scapegoat, neglected, abandoned, like the rugs and pulled out under my safety and security. And I now, because of that healing as well, because so much is tied to our gut health in this way, in trauma, Mm -hmm. and because of that now, 
my gut health has improved significantly because it was all tied into that and things that I couldn't eat as much of now it doesn't have that effect. And the body will respond when we truly get serious about ending these cycles, but it was going to have to include really that forgiveness, but also accepting, no, I, I probably won't talk to him again. And I might not ever see him in the physical again. And so am I okay with that? Mm-hmm. Am I okay that the next time I see him might be at his funeral? That's what I have to address every single day. Yeah. It's not a light thing to deal with every day. And it does take aid from your body. Did, did that help through the, the psychedelics for your body to release it? Yeah, I didn't have a journey when that was going on, and I haven't in a while. I do a journey only about once a year, once or twice a year. And then, of course, my when I speak about entheogens and psychedelics, you know, it's about we don't need them. They're, they're mirrors, they're allies, they're kin. But the idea is eventually we don't have to do a journey. We don't have to, to utilize them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel right now complete for myself. But I hold space one-on-one and at retreats for people, but for myself mm-hmm. right now. So it didn't include that. But I think that okay. three years ago when I began, it helped unravel deeper layers of that. Yes. Yeah. Got Absolutely. It. Yeah. So the final releasing didn't require that aid. It was just through you yeah. and in your body and in a ceremony or a meditation. Yeah. And then... In the practice of metaphysical anatomy and German New Medicine, we know that if there's something unexpected or a shock that happens, then shortly to follow, the body is going to purge that. The body is going to move that through. And you start getting really familiar with your own physiology in a way where it might be it might be nerve pain, it might be back pain, it might be constipation, a sty in your eye. You'll know the track. And for this last healing phase that I was in, I did not expect it to be sciatica, but it it does make sense why. And Mm -hmm. the same for kidney infection because I haven't really had a lot of UTIs and kidney infection in my life, but I do believe I've been running a kidney program for for my whole experience. People who study German medicine will know what that means, but I think I came in with the the abandonment wound, you know, which mm. is about the kidneys. And the kidneys are ruled by Libra. And Libra is about relationships. So our internal and external relationships. So again, it all it all maps together. It all <laughs> it does. It's it's this beautiful dance that we're doing. I love that. Yeah, you've got me like my wheels thinking about like, okay, that's where my Libra is. Da 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 da. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and it all it all comes out. It all manifests through the physical if we don't catch it. Yeah, in the mental. This this has just been an amazing conversation. It's been so enlightening and so beautiful and really helpful. Thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I love how we just go to many different aspects and areas and topics. I always like that. Yeah, it was such a beautiful conversation. So wonderful. Share with us where we connect with you and what you'd like to share what you're doing. 
Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Venus underscore rising underscore. There are a handful of fake accounts. So, you know, you'll know it's me. It's just underscore rising underscore nothing else. And then I post in my stories all the time with my face and me on there actually. (laughs) And then my website is britt-johnson.com. January 27th through the 30th, there will be a Cosmic Rabbit Hole retreat in Colorado for women. And then I'll probably have another one into February in Oklahoma. And, and next year, I'm planning on doing things out of the country, and I haven't done that before. One place and connection would be in Canada and then in Portugal. So that's in the very early stages and really stoked about that. So That's exciting. International retreats. That's amazing. Good job. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And those links will also be in the show notes. Thank you everyone for listening. And always remember to keep your unique light shining. If you are like me, you are probably asking yourself, how do I stop hurting after narcissistic abuse? Well, this is what I'm going to walk you through to gain your joy and confidence back in the first annual 10 day challenge. It will guide you on how to overcome pain from narcissistic abuse and live narc-free. I will post on the Patreon each of the 10 days for you to access for free. It will be a mixture of mentor teachings, healing exercises, and support. And we will have our finale event in a live Q&A event on Patreon. Registration will open for... Registration will be open until February 6th, the day of the challenge that the day that the challenge starts. But don't wait, get your free ticket now before you forget. And if you just want to check out the new exciting things happening over on Patreon, download the free app, search Raven Scott and click the three dots at the top right of my page and click follow. So you can follow along and be a fan for free. If you wish to join as a founding member, just click on over $8.25 to join as a member and unlock all of the amazing healing tools and support content for on the Patreon. Can't wait to see you there. There is a way to stop ruminating about the narcissist and their betrayal and their abuse. And that is through daily practicing meditation. If you did not know, I am a certified meditation teacher. This skill is now going to be put to good use, and I'm honored to be hosting live meditations on one of my most favorite meditation apps called Luvo, L-U-V-O. It's free, and upon entering the app, you can take a quick survey to see which chakra is blocked, and then you can start meditating to release that chakra. To watch out for my live guided meditations coming to you soon. sign up and the link to the app will be in the show notes don't forget for a limited time only you can grab your free copy on audible just sign up in the link in the show notes and i will email you your own special code to redeem your free copy